0: Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, God's word for us is from Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 3. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has any grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Mom would always buy us pajamas for Christmas, and if there was an especially good sale or hit a clearance rack at just the right time, we'd all get the same, like, type, color, plaid, whatever it was, it was gold. At a certain point in my life, though, right around seventh, eighth grade, I realized that in Mom's mind, I stopped growing, which I- so by junior year of high school, I was getting sizes that I was when I was in sixth grade. I just, I, I didn't say anything after the first time. I just accepted it, you know, um, because I figured, you know, she just loved me, and she thought in her mind I was just this young, trim, handsome son. And I don't think it was like, you know, get off the couch, start working out, lose a few pounds. Um, or I, I, never, I never wanted to find out, so I just accepted the gift, said thank you, it was wonderful. But every once in a while, you get a gift of clothing or clothes that just are perfect. It might not be something you would have bought or purchased for yourself, but you look at it and you go, that's really nice. And you kind of like, in disbelief, try it on, and it actually fits perfectly. And then you just keep it on, because you're so excited about it, and it's such like a perfect article of clothing, and you're, you're proud of it. And not only are you happy, but the one who gave it to you is really happy too, because they nailed the gift. And you love it, and it's perfect for you. Um, this time of year, we're closing the chapter on another year. As we look back on this year, uh, we see that there are a lot of blessings that were in this year. And we can go through our, our, our the Rolodex. No one under 35 will get what that means. But you go through that like list in your mind of blessings uh, that happened this year. And good things, and wonderful things. Uh, maybe another uh, kid or a grandkid, maybe a new job or a new windfall of some sort, or you accomplished something, or you simply survived another year. Sometimes that in and of itself is a big thing. But you also know that there's also that other side of it in our quieter moments, where we look back on the, on the shortcomings, the, the bad transitions, the, the losses, the tragedies, the, the heart attacks, the job loss, the, the, the struggles that we've had in our life. And then we also think of the moral failings the, 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 that, those things we did or said that were just not right. Not only did they offend God, but they offended other people. We just wish we could close the chapter on, on, on that stuff completely and forget it ever happened. You know, all this wrapped up in this past year. Um, we have five children, and so we get to the doctor's office a lot, not always for bad stuff, just normal checkups. Um, but I've noticed that in, the, uh, in our visits, either the, the caregiver, the nurse, nurse practitioner, the doctor, um, they, they ask a slew of questions, which maybe you know what I'm talking about. And they're like, you know, like, what are you trying to get at? Like, they ask questions, like, how are you feeling? Like, when this happens, how do you, and it's like all, and I think what they're getting at is, are you depressed? Are you anxious? Are you stressed out? Are you in trouble? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you get those questions? Yeah, and I think the reality, though, is a lot of us are to some degree, depressed. A lot of us are struggling. A lot of us are anxious. A lot of us are suffering these emotions and these things simply because our daily life is a struggle. There are hardships we have to bear. There are crosses we have to bear. There are things we don't want to deal with. There's just life in general, such high expectations, and always the fear of not meeting those. Then we add to it that we're sinful people, and we struggle with the shame and guilt of our sin and our failures. It would just be nice to be done with all of that. Christmas Eve and Christmas Day are past. But God has wonderful gifts to give us. And really, they're replacements for the gifts we've been taking on the side all too often. The, the, you know, when we have these low points in our life, when we have these struggles, oftentimes the devil comes and he offers us this clothing to wear that we think is going gonna, is gonna to do the trick. You know, if we talk about spiritual clothing. You know, that, that's going to give us that high we're looking for or that, that, that pleasure or that, that strength to get through whatever it is or that relief or whatever it is we think is going to help us in that moment or be great for us in that moment. But what always happens is it doesn't, it doesn't give what it offers. And in fact, it, it takes us a few steps back. That's what sin always does, and that's what the devil always does. But in place of those gifts... Jesus gives us the best gifts. One of the cool things about watching little kids at Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, whenever you open your presents is fine, but whenever you do that, watching the kids go at the pile when they're kind of given the green light, and and they, they search for the gift. And some of the kids are only old enough to know the first letter of their name, and that's their letter, and they look for it, and they find it. And, in this, and they, they bring it to you, and they're like, is this is this my name? Is this for me? And they're so excited about it that they just stand there, not even opening their gift, because they're, they're so excited to have found their gift, and they're so it's all wrapped up, and it's so nice. It's so exciting. Um, because they, they saw their name on it. What does God call you? Paul tells you, on your name card, where it has your name, he says this, Therefore, is God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. He chose you. We might say he could have made a better choice. You know, we think about it. A holy God choosing us. But no, he chose you. He wanted us. Not because we're so great or we did something awesome or we just, you know, we, we think good of. it. No, he chose us by his grace and mercy. He did it. You're his chosen one. And then he calls you something absolutely absurd. He calls you holy. We know better, right? We know that's kind of like a tricky thing. Like, yeah, we're not holy. We know, we know the answer to that one, Pastor. But you look behind me and you see there a cross where God made us holy. And that he took all of our sins away and he placed them on his son, Jesus Christ, to pay for them in full so that we are holy. And then he says this, You are dearly loved, beloved. I love you dearly. So many people wonder about how God feels towards them, and they've actually been lied to in their lives or misled about how how they get God's love or how God might love them, but Paul says it just bluntly, you are dearly loved by God. And that's a fact. So now don't just stand there looking at the name, like open the gift, right? Open the gift. And you see it's this, this clothing that's just perfect for you. It's, like, shocking. It's not something you maybe would have gotten for yourself, but it's like, it, like, fits you perfectly. Your physique, your tone or your lack of tone, your movements, everything. It just fits you perfectly. And so Paul says, put it on. Put it on. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And you might think, how am I supposed to wear this? This is a pretty intimidating set of clothing or attitudes that go along with it. And he says, don't worry, it's already been pre-shrunk pre-worn, pre-broken in perfectly by the perfect tailor, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And think of it, he did all these things in our place as our substitute. He did them for us, and he did them also to us. He was compassionate to us, right? Jesus gave up the glories of heaven to come down and to go alongside of us and to live through the same struggles and hurts. And we might even say, worse hurts and worse struggles that we go through, considering the cross and the judgment of God, um, he did all that. He was willing to do all of that because of this compassion he had for us. And he's been kind, hasn't he? Like you think of the time we've wasted in our lives, the time we've run away from God, the times that we've just been pretty foolish. We can think of other adjectives um, but but we'll leave it at that. Um, And yet God was kind to us. He still provided for us. A roof over our head, clothing on our bodies, food in our stomachs, and and above and beyond that, even more wonderful gifts that he's poured out on us. And he was humble. He had true humility, didn't he? He was willing to go to the depths, willing to not only suffer hell for us, but, but be abused, be denied, be betrayed. All the things we fear in our lives, it happened to Jesus, and all for us. He was humble. And he's also been gentle. How strong is God? He's almighty. Like if he wanted to crush us right now, he could. But how often doesn't he? Wait, that, just don't, that phrase. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. Instead, he patiently and wonderfully works with us, cares for us. It's a rough day. It's kind of like no man's land this week between like Christmas and New Year's. It's like it's a struggle. So my kids came last night, so you don't get to hear them, but they were, they were doing the same thing. Um, he's gentle with us. He doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't hold things over our head. He doesn't uh, strike us down. He waits it out. He's patient. He's patient. He outlasts and outweights our foolishness, our ridiculousness our bad mindsets, all the rabbit holes we go through, and he waits for us on the other end. And he's there to gently lead us like a shepherd who loves us and cares for us. And then he says, put that on. Wear that. How I have treated you and love you and done all this for you, treat others that way. And he doesn't just leave us kind of like out there, like, well, how do you do that? Well, he says in, in a very direct way, he gives you directions as all good gifts you know, it's not something you have to assemble, but it's got directions for washing and whatever else. Continuing our clothing analogy, but he says this: he says, um, "Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has any grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Bear, bear with one another. You know, Jesus bared up under the burden of our sin." He daily bears up under our burdens and the struggle of our daily life as he goes along with us, and he never leaves us, nor forsakes us. Uh, but he says, bear with one another. And how do you do that? Well, he says, forgive one another. Forgive. You know, sin is never okay. Like, your sin, my sin, other people's sin against us. You know, when people do things, you don't say, oh, it's okay. It's really not okay. Okay what someone did to you, what someone said to you, or what someone failed to do for you that they should have done. It's not okay. But we can forgive. Because God has forgiven us. All the things that, that were just vile offenses, half the things we don't even know about that we've done against God, he simply took and he sent them away. And he says, you're dearly loved. You're holy. And I choose you. And so also, as we look at others who have hurt us, we're not saying it's okay. But we're saying, I give up the wrath, I give up the anger, some of the pain, if I can, and I send that away because I have been forgiven. I can forgive you. And put on love, which binds all of this together in perfect unity. You ever look at someone getting ready you know whether it's a roommate or a friend or a spouse, and you're looking at their outfit and you're not thinking it's the best choice until they put on that like, amazing scarf or that perfect tie, which like, just gels it all together. Like That looks amazing. I was going to say something, I'm glad I didn't say something because that looks amazing. And so also, what is the thing that ties this whole outfit that God gives us together? It's love. It's this self-sacrificing agape love which is this will, this reason, this emotion that God had for us that actually caused him to reach out and do something for us, for our benefit. And so we have that same reason, will, emotion all wrapped up that causes us to act for others' benefits. And that's how this whole outfit ties together. So we're closing a year. We're starting a new year. You've probably made resolutions, right? Resolutions for the new year? Maybe you don't. You're like, I don't make resolutions. Well, everybody else does. So you think of your resolutions. You know, you think things you did poorly or you want to do better or something that you're trying to kick or get rid of or a habit or something. You're going to do it differently in the new year. But how do you accomplish that? How is it just not like a seven-day membership that you paid a year for, a year's worth for? How do you, how do, you do it so you, you keep these clothes on that God has given you each and every day? Um, listen, Jesus tells you. Did two things kind of jump out at you? Two words. Christ, right, was the one word. Maybe thankfulness or gratitude was the other word in that little section. And that's a beautiful recipe, right? When someone's trying to get over an addiction or a bad habit, oftentimes one of the keys to doing that is to replace it with something positive or good, right? Um, So what does God do for us? He says replace all of the old clothes the devil's lies and and the old addictions and things with Christ. He says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. So the peace of Christ. So this peace, this, this answer to anxiety and hurt where we realize God's in control, God loves me, he's forgiven me, and he will never leave me or forsake me and he's brought peace between me and God. And therefore, I can be at peace. Let that rule everything you do and every decision you make. Even if it's a tough thing you've got to do or a tough way you've got to go to follow God's way or his path. Let the peace of Christ do that. As you're thankful for all that God has done for, him, for you, then you get to, to live that and walk that path. And that's hard to do. So he says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. As you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. Let this word of Christ, let the good news of God's word, the Bible, dwell among you richly. As you're faithful and hearing God's word in his house, as, as you pick up and, and you look at God's word for yourself, on your own time, and you say, I need this. I really need this, because I need to be admonished, and I personally, I need to be admonished quite a bit, and I need to be uh, taught by God's word, and I think you do too. And God's word will do that. And also fellow believers will do that as they lovingly admonish like a parent doesn't just brutally come down on their child but lovingly brings them along. So also, we can do that for other people. And do it with, with songs, spiritual songs, psalms, hymns. So does that mean we're singing all the time? It's kind of a weird picture. I don't know if I'd... Like, I like singing, but I don't know if... When you get in the car, what do you often do? you turn on the, well, you turn on the car, but then you turn on the, unless it's today, then it might not start, but you turn on the radio, right? And you know you're, this does not have anything to do with the sermon, but you know you're kind of getting old when you're like, you like listening to like NPR and NPR. Like, I figured like when I'd be in the car as a kid, I'd be like, Dad, just turn on the radio, turn on some songs, and he would have like, you know, talk radio. And I'm like, ah, oh, Dad is so old. But now I do that, so it's like, when did that happen? Sorry, not anything to do with anything. But, you turn on the radio because you like to listen to music. You like to listen to the songs. Well, let the songs be about Christ. Let the songs be, and I'm not telling you everybody's got to listen to Christian radio, but maybe more like this. Um, I was on a youth group trip It's uh, a pretty cool place, and one of the youth group people we were working with, high schooler, he had, uh, he had earbuds in, like these white earbuds. I can still picture them, and it's just kind of a funny thing. Like He never took them out. Like, even at the beach. When we went to the beach, he still had him in. I'm like, what are you, what are you listening to? But, like, you talk to him and he'd answer you back, but you knew there was music going through. Like, maybe he just had it at a low enough level where he could still interact and, and be a normal human being, but just always constantly listening. We kind of, we, I don't remember his real name because we just called him Soundtrack. Like, this was, this was, he constantly had his soundtrack, coloring everything he did. But isn't that a good picture for us? As we live this life with Christ, let him be the soundtrack to everything you do and every emotion, every, everything filtered through that as you function and you go about your day. And then Paul says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Not only this attitude of gratitude, but, but this, this thankfulness and this, this whatever. What's the whatever? Is it just up here, or, or what's the whatever? The whatever is, is, you know, it's the farmer who gets up on a cold morning like today, And goes out and, like every day, super early, feeds the animals, cleans the equipment, gets everything going. It's the parent who, once again, tries to pull their kid out of bed, and the older they get, the harder it is oftentimes, um, and then get them ready for school, and willing to take that gamble because they care about the teachers, they care about the kid's reputation and their fellow students doing the, the smell test to see if they brush their teeth, which is a gamble. Um, it, it's, it's the, the teacher who stays up late yet again to um, to correct a few more papers because the kids need the feedback it's the the worker who planes yet another slab of wood down from rough edges to smooth, even though they're not the one that's ever going to put it in a beautiful looking cabinet but they're just going to do board after board after board it, it's the the pastor, or the staff minister, or the loved one who visits someone in memory care and not sure if they even know what's going on or who they are, um, or if the words they're speaking are are sinking in or if they're just glancing off ancient ears and confused minds, but they go and they give that encouragement and they give the Word of God, um, it's you. Whatever you have been called to do today, tomorrow, every moment of your life, the mundane, the great, all of this, And God looks at it and realize how he looks at you. You've still got that name tag. You're his beloved. You're holy in his sight. And he's chosen you. And like the giver who gave you these gifts and tells you to put them on and you're so excited about it, well, guess what? He's also excited too. And he loves you and he's just so excited with all of it. And so, brothers and sisters in Christ, Close the year with Christ and let his forgiveness, his love cover over everything that has gone on. And clothe yourself with Christ for the new year. And you know what? You look pretty good. Amen.